0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MGTOW Academy Show. This is season two, episode number six. Well, to thank you all for taking the time out of your day, night, morning, evening, whatever time it is, where you are in our very big universe, for listening to the Maitel Academy show, and as you all know, I value your time very much. So once again, thanks for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we have a very important topic that I'd like to discuss in today's episode. Uh, I'm gonna be going over some articles about the uh Asia Asia Argento uh thingy that's been going on recently i'm sure if you guys have been tuning into the uh the news online you'll have you would have known that asia argento she is a harvey weinstein accuser and also a big voice in the hashtag me movement she has been accused of uh raping a child actor uh and the media of course refuses to use the word rape you're going to see stuff like um I'm looking at it right now. Sexual assault, sexual allegations, um, stuff like that. It's rape. Okay. (laughs) I mean, uh, I mean, once you start to, you know, read these articles on a on like a daily basis and all that type of stuff, and you start to, you know, see these type of patterns, you're like, wow. I mean, it's really kind of a shocker, uh, seeing how the media just absolutely refuses to use the word, rape. it's like, it's like a, a a conspiracy theory you know sometimes i think that some of the stuff going on uh regarding gender dynamics if that's the right word to call it uh is is like a conspiracy theory i mean it just seems so weird it's like a, it's like a conspiracy theory uh but whatever so i'm coming through these articles over here we got a bunch of them lined up uh from the independent and then th- this one while i was trying to pull these articles up this one was just released like maybe uh yeah, yeah a couple about 14 minutes ago. Right now it's 9.02 p.m. when I'm recording this. And this one was updated at 8.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on CNN.com, the, uh, you know, true fake news. All mainstream media is fake news, but CNN is ultimate fake news. However, uh, this title, it really got my attention. And it wasn't a good title. So th- this title, uh, says Age Argento accusations don't weaken hashtag me too. They show why it's needed. So let's see what this is. Alright, we're gonna I'm gonna read this really briefly. <clears throat> Asia Argento, one of the hashtag Me Too movement's most prominent figureheads, has been accused of sexual assault. Huh, that's a funny way to say rape. According to the New York Times, in the months after she was named by Ronan Farrow among the women allegedly raped by Harvey Weinstein, Argento agreed to a settlement of three hundred eighty thousand dollars for her own accuser, a young musician and actor called Jimmy Bennett. $380,000. I can go to college with that money. And with the leftover of that money, I could buy a car, maybe even a, a small house. That's a lot of money. I mean, you don't just pay a a young musician and actor $380,000 out of random. I mean, that, that that's a lot of money. All right. That, that's really uh, hair raising, if you ask me. Argento played Bennett's mother in 2004's The Heart Is Deceitful Above All Things, and the pair had remained in uh, sporadic contact since. The documents sent to the New York Times included a photo of Argento laying down with Bennett in 2013, when Bennett claimed they had sex. At the time, Argento was 37, and... And Bennett had just turned 17. So, uh, le- let's, uh, do one of those gender scenario switcheroo things. That, uh, that's what I like to call it. Gender scenario switcheroos. That's, that's a term that I coined up. So, uh, imagine, so, so gentle was 37 and the guy was 17. Imagine if there was like a 37 year old male, uh, sleeping with a 17 year old female. All of a sudden it's creepy. Uh, I mean, talk about double standardism, all right? So the age of consent in California is 18, meaning that if the pair did have intercourse, then it would be defined as statutory rape. Huh. They actually used the word rape and it's coming from CNN. Well, how come you didn't use it in the title? I mean, okay, sure. Argento said her financial arrangement with Bennett was covered by her then boyfriend, the late TV chef, Anthony Bourdain. Some, including Weinstein's own attorney and men's rights activists who came to his defense, argue that Bennett's accusation and the financial agreement between Bennett and Argento have called uh, the hashtag MeToo movement into question. Barry Weiss of the New York Times wrote this week, Women are hypocrites. Women are abusers. Women are liars. Just like men. And, well, that's true. Twitter has lit up with people from all sides decrying Argento and hashtag MeToo, Excerbated by inconsistencies in her account of events but while this might plunge into her murky waters the same isn't necessarily true of hashtag me too first it is necessary to make the distinction between movement and person civil rights activist terana burke a founder of the hashtag me movement tweeted on monday i said repeatedly that the hashtag me movement is for all of us including these brave young men who are now coming forward it will con- uh, continue to be jarring uh, when we hear the names of some of our faves connected to sexual violence unless we shift from talking about individuals and we begin to talk about power. She continued, sexual violence is about power and privilege that doesn't change if the perpetrator is your favorite actress, activist, or professor of any gender. As Burke says, this is a question of principles, not of people. Bennett's story has raised several themes that discuss for, uh, I'm sorry, deserve further scrutiny not least the shame male victims uh, of sexual assault feel about coming forward. Hmm, how about that? CNN recognizes that men uh, are hesitant about coming forward and being open about these type of issues. How about that? His affectionate messages to Argento, apparently after their encounter, also merit discussion, as long as some still attempt to make the case that continuing a cordial relationship with your abuser Nullifies their abuse, and in parentheses, they wrote it doesn't. Furthermore, Bennett's assertion that seeing Argento speak out publicly against Weinstein triggered upsetting memories for him uh, will also sound familiar to many who have seen their abusers lauded for their apparent good principles. The idea of of a uh, perfect victim is a strange one. Perpetrating a crime doesn't inoculate a person against being a victim later, and an abuser's guilt should not be contingent on a victim's aggregate innocence. This is why crimes are tried by courts, according to the law. They are not a a zero-sum game of responsibility shifted from individual to individual. Weinstein's attorney, Ben Brofman, told TMZ after the story surfaced, This development reveals a stunning level of of hypocrisy by Asia Argento, one of the most vocal catalysts who sought to destroy Harvey Weinstein. Brofman added, What is perhaps most egregious." is the timing, which suggests that at the very same time Argento was working on her own secret settlement for the alleged sexual abuse of a minor, she was positioning herself at the forefront of those condemning Mr. Weinstein, but Ben Brothman and his fellow hashtag MeToo decriers can't have it both ways. If Argento is done wrong and is to be held accountable, everyone else who has committed sexual assault must be too. Weinstein, who is also facing criminal charges in New York, has denied all allegations of non consensual sexual activity. To victimize Weinstein and paint him as an aggrieved party both diminishes Bennett's pain, uh if his claims are true and insults Weinstein's own victims. Oh boy. This article is longer than I, this article is longer than I thought. By the way, I do apologize for that noise that you guys are hearing. I'm sure you guys are hearing a noise, so I do apologize about that. Not sure what that is. I'll I'll have to get that fixed later. Uh I know you guys don't mind. So I do apologize about that. But um this is a really interesting story because this this uh, HR gentle she is a uh, a big leader uh, or a big voice in this whole me too movement thing. And and then for uh for it to come out that she paid $380,000 to a child actor uh when he was 17 is just absolutely stunning but at the same time not so surprising. Uh because often these type of people turn out to be hypocrites. Uh and, and then you know if you <laughs> If you go, if you go on Twitter, I suggest you actually look at, like, uh, some of her tweets. So, uh, let me just again from my microphone real quick. Sorry, guys. So, if, sorry about that. If you go on Twitter and you, and you see her tweets, so before, she tweeted out stuff like, uh, you should always immediately believe the viewer. Basically, she spoke out against her, her, her idea, her tweets. Uh, they say, hey, you know what, just ignore due process. Ignore it. And now she's saying we need to wait for all the details to come out and this and that. Uh, it, it's it's uh, going against what she's been tweeting earlier, uh, and it truly highlighted her hypocrisy. And by the way, uh, a lot of the a lot of the replies to the tweets to the to her tweet uh, was like screenshots of her um of her of her tweet saying we need to immediately believe the believe uh, the accusers and and stuff like that. So this case overall. Uh, Highlights her hypocrisy. That's one thing uh, that that I've certainly learned so far. Um, So let's see what else we can find. Like there's like a bunch of articles over this type of stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. By the way, I'm just reading this this uh, new paragraph off of the Independent.co.uk. And it says that documents report that Bennett was initially planning to sue Argento for three and a half million in damages, citing emotional distress, lost wages, and assault. He claims that his income dropped from 2.7 million to 60,000 following the alleged assault, which is said to have occurred after he played her son in the 2004 film, The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things, which we literally just talked about. So, uh, wow. Three and a half million. You know, I, I truly hope he gets that $3.5 because, I mean, it's rape, you know. I mean, gender equality, you know. And it's a bit interesting uh, to see why people don't why, – why these um media sources, media outlets still seem to want to use the word rape. Like I understand that it's an accusation, so it's not like confirmed. Uh, but but let's say we had like, like a female accusing a male – of this, And then you say, oh, this guy's a rapist and this type of stuff. That's the type of mantra that would be repeated by all sorts of media outlets. So uh, this is definitely an interesting article. By the way, I want you guys to share your thoughts with me in the comment section uh, or by email, which is uh for those of you listening to this who can't comment, email me your thoughts and ideas and this and that at mictowacademy.media at gmail.com. And of course, as always, I will reply to email. So uh, let's see. Hmm. How about this? This is another one from The Independent. It says that this, this one's titled, Asia Argento denies sexually assaulting dangerous child actor. I am deeply shocked and hurt by having read news that is absolutely false. Alright, so let's, let's read this article. Let's read this article. So Asia Argento has denied sexually assaulting an actor who appeared in one of her films. Uh, we already know that part. Uh, okay, okay, let's read this. However, the Italian actor-director now claims that a settlement was paid by her partner, Anthony Bourdain, to help reduce Bennett's severe economic problems. The documents report that Bennett was initially planning to sue Argento for $3.5 million in damages, citing emotional distress, lost wages, and sexual assault. He claims that his income dropped from $2.7 million to 16000 uh, following the alleged incident. Uh, and we already know that he played her son in that film. And then Argento said in a statement that was obtained by The Guardian, I am deeply shocked and hurt by having read news that is absolutely false. I have never had any sexual relationship with Bennett. Argento alleges that after musician Bennett made an exorbitant request of money out of the blue, knowing that the late chef Bourdain, who she claims deemed him dangerous, was perceived to be rich. She said that Bourdain, who died by suicide in June, aged 61, paid Bennett out of fear of the negative publicity he could have brought up upon them. Subsequent to my exposure in the Weinstein case, Bennett, who was then undergoing severe economic problems and who had previously undertaken legal actions against his own family, requesting millions in damages, unexpectedly made an exorbitant request of money from me, she said, adding, Bennett knew my boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, was a man of great perceived wealth and had his own reputation as a beloved public figure to protect. Anthony insisted the matter be handled privately, and this was also what Bennett wanted. Anthony was afraid of the possible negative publicity that such person, whom he considered dangerous, could have brought upon us. We decided to deal compassionately with Bennett's demand for help and give it to him. Anthony personally undertook to help Ben economically upon the condition that we no longer suffer any further intrusions in our life. Uh, uh that's a that's a really weird <laughs> that's a weird way to say that you raped him, if you ask me. Uh oh boy. That that was really interesting, guys. And uh let's see, today's recording date is August twenty fourth and of course i'm recording different segments of the show throughout the you know different days and all that so new information will be coming out uh, after this thing will have been distributed to all the different sources uh, and all that so i may i might post some updates on this but that's going to wrap it up for this portion of the MGTOW academy show uh, episode 6 of season 2 but we we still have some more stuff to cover and that is coming up next, but that wraps it up for the Age Argento story that's been going on. Like I said, please do share your thoughts with me uh, about this in the comment section. If you're on YouTube and if you're on a podcast platform, uh, please do email me your thoughts and ideas and all that type of stuff. Uh, once again, the email address is mctowacademy.media at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at all caps, mctow followed by academy. And the first and academy is capitalized. So let's not waste any more time and move on to our next story, or topic, or whatever you want to call it. And this is an article from OpenDemocracy.net, and it's titled, Feminism is Cancer, the Angry Backlash Against Our Reporting on the Men's Rights Movement. 5050's recent dispatch on this movement received hundreds of comments and messages on social media. We read them, so you don't have to. Men's rights activists, or MRAs, met in London last month at one of the largest gatherings of anti-feminists in the world. 50 50s dispatch from the conference aroused an angry backlash as mras mobilized their supporters to try to discredit our report and drown out any positive response to it he left hundreds of comments under the article and on social media which run from the misguided but sincere uh through foolish and provocative to misleading abusive and hateful they show what we're up against and reflect the abuse that women journalists so often face online in this case, conference organizers emailed participants to encourage them to attack the dispatch. Many apparently obliged. We read the comments so you don't have to. If you're sick of hateful vitriol, uh, vitriol take this as a content warning. Countless commenters have left vehemently and explicit anti-feminist messages calling us rabid feminists, crazy feminist and feminist bullies and uh this isn't from the article but i'm saying personally from what i uh, have seen and experienced and all that in our modern day and age uh if feminism or feminist is involved in the title or whatever it is uh there, there's most likely <laughs> it's most likely going to be messed up so crazy feminist bull- I, I don't blame them that, that's my take on it because from my experience from what i've covered what i've read and all that uh usually when the word feminism is involved in some way shape or form it's usually going to be uh just messed up in some way shape or form that's what i've experienced i'm pretty sure you all can agree with me on that so let's continue reading several comments were deleted by open democracy's moderators because they made personal attacks on the article's author against our guidelines for commentator uh commenters on the website one of those deleted comments asked about our reporter Am I the only one who thought something has to be done to keep such a monster and her ilks away from male children and boys? Let's be honest. Usually, feminists are um, out there to harm and, I, I guess, quote in, in quotation marks, destroy male children and boys, or at least mold them to, so, so that uh, feminists are happy with uh, how male children, I'm sorry, male and uh, boys are, you know? Uh, basically, they're not gonna physically destroy them, but they're going to change them so that it benefits the feminists. That, or, that's why I view it at least. Something along the lines of that, okay? So not gonna destroy them, uh, but they're just gonna remold them into, uh, something that isn't men and boys. So that's why you commonly hear that masculinity and, and the male gender is under attack. This is where it's coming from. Uh, so another deleted comment, uh, said, Why do you hate male babies, Laura? Baby males are innocent and weak. Baby males can beat you, Laura. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I don't uh, support circumcision like that. Uh, so that is a valid point there. Uh, yet another was left by Paul Elam, founder of the U.S. Voice for Men movement. Uh, I wouldn't really call Voice for Men a move. I, I can see how it is, but they're, they're an organization, uh, if I'm not wrong. But whatever. Whatever. Uh, they rally who, who rallies against false rape accusations in family courts that he says favor women, which is true. Family courts do absolutely favor women. In fact, it's not just family courts. It's the entire legal system that favors women. Uh, his deleted comment said, Feminism is cancer. Is he wrong? No. The same comment, Feminism is cancer, was posted by another user called Kronk, and this was also deleted. On Twitter, at JuliusConrad88 also tagged our dispatch with the hashtag... Feminism is cancer. And once again, that dude Julius Conrad 88 is not wrong. Others have taken the opportunity to make unoriginal, objectifying comments about feminists. On Twitter, at Alan England 4 said, Many so-called feminist gatherings are not pretty either. It's the three-day stubble which gets me. True. Still, other commenters have been downright nasty. At BoneDagger said on Twitter about a reporter, I don't know how she did it either. That bold, brave pathfinder. Incredible stuff. She could have been eaten alive or anything. I'm surprised she wasn't gang raped or thrown into the thames to drown. Watching it unfold, I was particularly struck by how coordinated and quick the backlash against this dispatch was, and how certain themes were repeated in comments. Some of these I want to respond to directly. Several people asserted that women were, in fact, welcome and present at our conference. And we know women attendees were featured in The Dispatch and in our new podcast episode on this movement. MRAs and their supporters insisted that the International Conference on Men's Issues uh, that our reporter who attended were as diverse. Uh, Care Frog, if that's if, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, commented, By the way, I think I remember that one of the men selling food was black. I'm not quite sure, but I think so. So maybe not all the men in the breakout room at that point of time were white. Mike Bushanan himself, organizer of the conference and founder of the justice for men and boys, British anti-feminist political party added, yes, he was likewise one of the security men, though none of this matters. I've never encountered sexism, racism, ageism, or homophobia in the men's rights movement. Such bigotry is an anthema to MRAs. Did I pronounce that right? Anthema? Yeah, Yeah, such bigotry is anthema to MRAs. Considering Mike Bushinen is a Oh, I got to get my uh, feminist voice warmed up here. Excuse me folks, got to warm my uh, my feminist voice. <coughs> okay, <good. clears throat> I got to read in my feminist voice. Considering Mike Buchanan is a white straight cis male, it comes as no shock that he's never encountered these forms of discrimination. As a woman of color, I also remark that if you notice Two black men working in service jobs at a conference, this is not a sign of diversity, but more likely a rather hierarchical system of labor. Hmm. A common theme in the comments has been anger towards the situation of men and boys globally, with some citing domestic violence against men, male circumcision, deaths from industrial accidents, and of course, suicide rates, which I urge you, uh, by the way, speaking of suicide rates, I urge you to listen to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Makedown Academy show. It is very, very good. I really spent a lot of time uh, creating that script and all that and working on it and recording and editing it and distributing it. It took a lot of work. So I, I highly suggest you listen to it. It's about the male suicide – the uh, well, the silent male suicide epidemic. That is, I highly suggest that you listen to it. It's well worth your time. Uh, so just wanted to get that out there. Let's get back to the article. <clears throat> so – how often are men told that they need to be in touch with their emotions, but not anger, of course, said a commenter called Omnia Incident. Oh, wait, that's Incident. Omnia Incident. <clears throat> we haven't suggested that men should be angry, but if anger is directed in an abusive and oppressive way towards women uh rather than toward gender norms, which impact both men and women, then it's hateful and not okay. Uh Okay, okay, that makes sense. It took me a while to understand what that sentence was saying, but I got it. Alright, so, uh, Mike Bushinen said in another comment, But of course, men of all ages, not just young men, should be furious at the state's assaults on their human rights, almost all of which are designed to privilege women and girls. And that is absolutely true, okay? There is a reason that us men are called the disposable gender. This isn't just some random term that's been coined up for fun, okay? We are usually, like 99.99% of the time, men are pushed aside, uh in favor of women and girls. I'm not trying to deny that women and girls have problems. However, what I'm trying to say that uh is women and girls have their problems and it's always being focused on and our problems are underrated. So their problems are overrated and male men problems, men's problems are underrated. Alright and theirs is overrated. Uh (laughs) I think I I think I may have switched the words up, but I'm not entirely sure. But you get the you get the point. Alright? It's absolutely true that we are the disposable gender. We're always pushed aside. Okay, It's them who are always put first. Uh, and, and I actually covered why we are the disposable and why we are the expendable gender in society in Season 2, Episode 1 of the MGTOW Academy Show. So I highly suggest you listen to it uh, if you haven't already. So let's read this. <clears throat> My take on this, whether it's control over women's bodies, the sexualization of women, the gender pay gap <clears throat> that doesn't exist, harassment, walking home at night, Domestic homicide or child marriage—it's clear that male privilege is an essential building block of most societies. So, um, yeah, okay. So let's see—the the, the sexualization of women. Uh, you know, I, this isn't related really, but I just wanted to share. That. I was—I was reading this uh, somewhere on the internet the other night, and it, it was really interesting. It was that—it's like—it's like, it's like uh, something on Reddit, and it was on Ask Reddit. And it was about uh, this guy. He asked, or a girl asked, uh, uh, "What is a conspiracy theory that you believe is actually possible?" Or something like that. And uh, one one person said that um, like clothing companies or whatever are trying to make clothes skimpier. They're trying to make them uh, like like with less material, but they put more. Like they they charge you the same price for it. So in other words, they're they're selling you less for more. Okay. Uh, even though there's barely any clothing material used in it there's less material put into the article of clothing they're still in it they' are still selling it at an expensive price so uh I mean that was just really interesting and kind of opened my eyes That that was like really really interesting so you know there's that uh, uh, yeah so milk privilege is uh, n- is not a building block of most societies it's not in fact milk pl- uh, milk privilege. Uh, doesn't really seem to exist. Uh, there are things that we do have quote-unquote privilege over, but those are very few things. In fact, we have more problems than privileges. Uh, and, and the list goes on and on. Yet, you see all the time, men are privileged and women are oppressed. Yet, when you look at the facts, you analyze the statistics and the facts and this and that, you look at the logic behind the, the reasoning, it's truly eye-opening, and yet we yet we wonder why more men are, 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 are going midtown. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's almost as if we're right. <laughs> you know, I mean, have you have you guys ever considered that? Kind of interesting, isn't it? So um, males are the building block of both societies. We built most societies. And uh, the ones that were built by women, you know, uh, I'm not a history expert, but I'm pretty sure most empires or societies that were built by women – uh, fell pretty quickly. I think it's called a matriarchy, uh, something like that, whatever. But yeah, we are the disposable gender. Okay. We are the ones who built societies. We're the ones who are in the military. We're the ones who built society. We get hurt when we, uh, and we get killed when we build tall buildings, uh, and all that. We walk on beams and on tall buildings and skyscrapers. We're the ones who built society. All right. I'm not trying to say women are unimportant. They have a very important role in society. However, feminism has screwed everything up, including women and in, in their role in society. So, uh, whatever. It's feminism. What, what can you say? You know. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> that said, rigid norms which enforce a gender binary or toxic masculinities can, of course, harm men and boys as well. And many feminists work tirelessly to address these forms and impacts of oppression too. So, how do you walk titles? You, you just go on Twitter and, and complain about men. I'm not trying to say that you're lazy, but, I mean, you're not really helping men, okay? Trying to complain about toxic masculinity isn't helping men. You know what would help men? Trying to research or trying to uh, advise and help out guys who are going through tough times, you know? Trying to get more research done on male suicide, that is what a feminist can do to help men. But hey, it's toxic masculinity, you know. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know. It's not like uh, the government or whatever is at fault for this. You know. I actually made a meme about this, and it was. You know, I spent a good hour making it to demonstrate my point. Male suicide, for example, is a very complex problem. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what. In short, toxic masculinity is not to blame for male suicide uh in, in fact it's the result of feminism that is a result of suicide uh you and it's uh, to put it in short uh it has a lot to do with social perfectionism it's men caring about what, about how people perceive them and also about how society treats men which can result to uh you know effects of social perfectionism and such uh so what else do we have here we have a couple more paragraphs or sentences to read here, so let's just get this little last part over with, and we'll move on to the next part of this episode. So, at Azuraf wrote on Twitter about a reporter's dispatch on the men's rights movement, all I got from this article was threatened women reaction. was a threatened woman's reaction. Uh, okay, I mean, I guess, yet over the over 100 comments on this article, among many others on social media suggests a different story, that MRAs and their supporters are the ones feeling threatened by feminism and gains in women's rights. If the aim of their coordinated attack was to discredit 5050's dispatch, their tactics and insults has shown us, again, why many perceive this movement as sexist, misogynistic, and hateful in the first place. Okay, so... <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> so, th- this, these last little paragraphs right here. So, uh, what is this? Uh... So it says here, this last paragraph, they were talking about how MRAs and their supporters are the ones feeling threatened by feminism and the gains in women's rights. Well, you see, uh, women have more rights than they can deal with. In fact, they're the ones who are put up on a pedestal by society. And, you know, when you have problems like uh, a disproportionately high you know, suicide rate, uh, when you have lots of families being torn apart uh, – when, when you have, uh, jeez, you see, I'm even struggling to which problem should I talk about? There's so many problems that we face, I can't even choose what to talk about. We face countless problems. Okay? And we're not threatened by women gaining rights. We are threatened by them gaining power. Okay? We don't, we don't mind about Uh, equality and rights. What we do mind about, however, is power and them holding power over us in the legal system, which they kind of already do. Uh, If you look at the evidence in a bunch of videos and podcasts and live streams that I've done about this type of stuff, you will have realized that women do hold an inordinate uh, legal power over men in the legal system. So we're not like I said, we're not worried about them gaining rights. We're worried about them uh, gaining inordinate Power over us in society. That is what we are worried about. Okay? We're not against women. I need to, I, I don't know how many times that I need to clarify this. Okay? But we're only worried about protecting ourselves, uh, and, and that's it. Okay? We're all for women getting rights. I'm all for women getting equal rights as men. Uh, some, and, and there are some in the MGTOW community who say that, uh, uh, women should, that we should go back to traditional gender roles. To me, I'm okay with that too. It, like, I'm just in the middle, okay? Uh, I, I honestly am. So, you know, I could see if I were a woman and I, did, uh, and I didn't have the ability to vote or do this or that because I was a woman. I could see how that would be unfair. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but now, how society is turning out is that men are being pushed aside and women are gaining inordinate power over men. And that is what we are worried about. Uh and many, and then, and then again, in the in the bottom part, it says uh, many perceive the this movement, and they're talking about the men's rights movement as sexist, misogynistic, and hateful. Um, that's because you guys are painting it to be that way. There are legit. There, I'm not gonna lie. There are people within the megal community. There are people within the men's rights community uh, who are legit uh, woman haters. They hate women. They are uh, even incels, uh, if you if you want to go that far. I'm not gonna lie. There are there are those type of people. You know. Uh, every group has their bad apples. I'm not gonna say, oh, all MGTOW are good, we're all perfect. No, we're not. Okay? We're, so, uh, this may be a radical statement in our modern society, but men are humans, and I'm not sure if you, if you, uh, know, uh, but, uh, humans are not perfect, and we're not angels either. No one's an angel, right? So, uh, no, we, there are bad apples in the men's rights movement, and there are bad apples in MGTOW, and all that type of stuff. I'm not trying to deny that there are actual make talent that there are men's rights activists who are sexist misogynistic and hateful and all that good stuff i'm not trying to deny that however we're the the movement itself is not sexist it's not misogynistic and it's not hateful okay feminism is sexist okay we have women who are in in other countries they have, they, they're, they're, they're in countries, like third world countries. They, they don't even have basic human rights. And our feminists don't complain about that. They, they complain about a non-existent pay gap. They complain about, uh, catcalling. And yes, that is an issue. But when you have women who are openly being raped and, and, and all that type of stuff in other countries, I think we should focus on the rape, uh, and not the catcalling. Okay. Let's, let's get our priorities in check. Uh, misogynistic. There's nothing misogynistic about wanting to, uh, prevent another gender from holding power over you. Uh, just like women would fear being uh, pa- overpowered by a man, we fear getting overpowered by women because we like to, um, we don't We don't want to get screwed over in life, might I remind you. Hateful, uh, yes. To In certain aspects, the men's rights movement is hateful. However, that's not what it's aimed for. Like I said, there are some people in the movement, and in, in uh, the men's rights movement and in MGTOW, who are hateful towards women. But that's not what MGTOW or the men's movement is about. Those are just people who interpret each movement or each philosophy incorrectly. And that's all there is to it. So guys, I'll have that article linked in the description or episode information section so you guys can check it out for yourselves. Be sure to share your thoughts with me on this article in the comment section. If you're lo- uh, watching this video on YouTube and if you're listening to this as a podcast on my, on my platforms, please do send me an email of your thoughts and ideas and this and that at MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com. Now let's move on to the next portion of the show. All right, so uh, <laughs> you guys might not believe this, but uh as I was uh, doing some final uh, minor fixes to the audio of the last recording because I record different parts of the show in different pieces throughout the week and then I do the editing or whatever uh, throughout different days of the week uh basically i I do it at different times you know it's not usually done in one run unless it's uh, like a special type of thing like the mel no suicide uh podcast but you know usually it's done in different segments uh but anyways as I was just um Uh, editing the small portions of the audio i was trying to find some more stuff to find uh, and i I was curious i just wanted to dig in a bit deeper about this whole asia argento fiasco and it turns out there's more news about her there are two articles that i want to go over now the first one is from the uh, dailymail.co.uk or the dailymail.com whatever you want to call it and this article is titled asia argento sent unwanted topless video to recovering sex Addict." She knew had a girlfriend and then freaked out when he got upset saying she did this with all her friends. So Jeff Leach said on the podcast Legion of Skanks that Asia Argento sent him uh, a video of herself topless knowing that he had a girlfriend. The comedian who is 34 then said that the actress flipped out when he got angry with her and then uh, she said that she sent nude photos and videos to all her friends. He said that he questioned her being the public face of the hashtag MeToo movement in light of her actions. I'm not saying she hasn't been assaulted or hurt by bad people, but maybe she and Rose McGowan are not the best effing spokespeople for it, said Leach. Hey, listen, I, I gotta agree with that guy. He made a, gra- he made a great point. Uh, anyways, at the time, Leach was beginning the process of treating a sex addiction that he once told the BBC led him to sleep with over 300 women by the age of 27. Uh, so, uh, th- those are the bullet points for the title. Now, uh, let's see what else we can find. Okay, so uh, let's just go over the important parts uh, for the first part of this article, and I'll see if I can link it in the episode information uh, section and in the comments so you guys can check it out or in the description. I'm not sure where I'll link it, but I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll uh, allow you guys to take a look at the article yourselves. So anyways, uh, the sky was once again on the Legions of Skanks podcast, and that's when he shared the story during a discussion about the arrest of Harvey Weinstein uh, just days prior on charges of rape and assault. So uh Leach said, uh, that girl sent me pictures of her titties or whatever it is. is kind of blurred out on Snapchat when I was with my girlfriend. She knew I was with my girlfriend and we were friends. And she sends me this video with her tits out like, hey, Jeff. And I just replied, you can't send me that shit. Like said Argento was aware that he had a girlfriend at the time, while the actress was recently divorced from the father of her son, Michelle Savetta. He also said she flipped out when he chided her for sending the video at a time when he had been trying to gain control over a sex addiction. He once told the BBC that, once again, led him to sleep with over 300 women by the age of 27. A representative for Argento and Leach did not return requests for comments. And, uh, okay, there's more to this article. And I can see that, oh boy, uh, (laughs) wow, yeah, way to go. That's, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, leading, that's one of the main faces, one of the main voices for the, uh, Me Too movement. And then we have this pop up, uh, and there's a bit more to this article. Uh, Leach went on to say that he was not in favor of Argento being one of the major faces of the hashtag Me Too movement because of her actions. I think of the irony of someone complaining about unwanted sexual attention and then doing the exact same thing, explained Leach. Uh so sorry guys I had to scratch my back really badly. But uh I, I wanna go what what Leach just said. Uh about unwanted sexual attention, then doing the exact same thing. Uh I'm gonna sidetrack for a bit. You see, here's the thing. Uh here's how it really works, for those of you who aren't who who don't exactly know Women love to be objectified. Believe me, they love to be objectified. However, it's gotta be done by the right guy. Okay? You can't just have some ugly dude uh who who doesn't look good, uh who's gonna you know objectify women or whatever. Uh you know, that type of stuff. They don't like that. You're you're a sexist creep or whatever. Uh but if it's like a hot guy Who's, who's got a good looking body. He's got a toned body. He's ripped in this and that. He's got the looks. He's got the, you know, he just has that attitude in him. You can tell that he's like a leader or whatever. Uh, that's who they like to be objectified by. Okay. And, and that's how it really is. Uh, and, and, and the hypocrisy in that's uh, really surprising. Uh, you don't have to go very far to, to see proof of this. Uh, sometimes simply looking at some, uh, Social media posts made by women, or looking at uh me quote unquote memes, uh you know for example one of the ones I saw it was something like um like it was it was for women jogging who who go running and it said uh run like there's a, a creep behind you and that and like there's a hot guy in front of you or something like that uh that you know stuff along the lines of that that was definitely interesting um uh, so. so that's how that type of stuff works. And you can, you can look that stuff up online in Google. I'm not gonna rant on for another 15 minutes about that type of topic. But I just wanted, I, I wanted to touch on that for a bit. Uh, but you can just look it up on Google. Type in, uh, women and objectification, uh, MGTOW. Look it up on Google. Go to Reddit. Go to MGTOW.com. Take a look at all the forums and this and that. Maybe even look up some YouTube videos of it. I'm not sure if anybody else has, uh, covered it. Uh, and if not, I might get to do that, but that's, that's for later. I still got a bunch of video ideas lined up, but, uh, anyways, let's get back to the article. So remember, uh, this, uh, so Leach was talking about how he thought it was ironic of somebody to be complaining about unwanted sexual attention and then doing the exact same thing. So that's where we left off. And then, uh, anyways, uh, Leach is still talking and he said, she was like, I do it all my friends and they know it's not sexual. And I was like. Get fucked. You know, if my girlfriend saw it, she wouldn't like this shit. He was also quick to point out that in, uh, that this in no way impacted the validity uh, of Argento's claims. I'm not saying that she hasn't been assaulted or hurt by bad people, but maybe she and Rose McGowan are not the best effing spokespeople for it. The podcast in which Leach said all this was released on June 2nd, a week before the tragic suicide of Argento's boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain. Argento posted a number of other videos tagging Leach on her social media accounts, including one of herself laying in bed and saying, uh, saying, whenever I have a glass of wine, I listen to Bobby Vincent. Uh, in another, she does, uh, what she calls a Jeff Leach impersonation in which she lies in bed and says, started from the bottom. She then stands up on the bed and states, now we hear. Okay. Wow. Oh okay. <clears throat> uh sure. How about that? And then anyways a video sent from a Walt Disney park to show uh to Leach shows Argento looking at a uh, statue of the company's founder, Walt Disney, uh and stating, How do you know Walt Disney is a Nazi? The salute. Leach is a longtime advocate for women uh for victims' rights and in a twenty fifteen Vine actually confronted he actually confronted photographer Terry Richardson on the streets of New York. Uh, someone had to have the balls to tell uh at Terry World hashtag Terry Richardson what a rapey creep he is, said Leach. I hope I ruined his day like how he ruined so many underage models lives. Guess he had shit to do on the rape cycle, so he didn't have to so he didn't say a chat hashtag NYC. Uh, Richardson denied the allegations against him and as never. Uh, been charged with a crime yet leach has also been open about his own struggles with sex addiction his friendship with Argento began around the time of her alleged assault of underage actor jimmy bennett which we literally just covered uh or well, did we cover that just now or was it a couple of, i don't know whatever we we, we did cover in this episode and i know that's for sure so um uh, Oh boy, so so that's that's the topless video scandal or whatever you want to call it going on. So that's interesting. We do still have one more article that I would like to cover. So far, maybe maybe more, maybe more stuff will pop up. I don't know, but this is this one that I also found. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is from I think it's up. It's pronounced uproxx. It's spelled uprox dot com. And um, this article is titled: Asia Argento allegedly called. For uh, called model Rain a monster for turning her text messages over to police. So let's read this. (laughs) Sorry guys, I just ate dinner before I started doing this recording, so may not be the best idea. But it, you know, now I got free time, so why not? You know, (laughs) why not? So, anyways, the fallout from the New York Times report about former child actor Jimmy Bennett's 2013 sexual assault claim against Asia Argento. Noted, a Harvey Weinstein accuser has taken several turns. Not only has her dento taken a career hit, but there's also the chance that she'll face legal repercussions given that it's a crime for an adult to have sex with anyone under age 18. He was 17 and she was 37 at the time. How about that? I mean, I know it may seem crazy to you guys. I, may, I know it may seem ridiculous, but a woman could possibly face Legal repercussions for her own actions. That's right. That's right. These are her own actions, as in responsibility. She could possibly take responsibility. Oh dear God, this is the world's about to end. A woman is about to take responsibility for her own actions. Oh my God, this is so scary. Ah! Okay, <laughs> I'm just. I think I'm. I'm joking a bit too much. Uh, but you know, you get the idea. Usually in the legal system, women get a slap on the wrist. I'm not saying women aren't always responsible. I'm just trying to say that the the notion that she will actually receive a, a like an actual just punishment for what she's done, uh is kind of ridiculous. Because that's what the that's what this article seems to be pointing to. It seems like they're saying, oh, she's about to get justice for what she did. Like what? Like ten hours of community service? Give me a break. Whatever. So. Earlier this week, Rose McGowan distanced herself from Argento while explaining that their mutual friend, non-binary model Rain Dove, had turned over text messages about the case to police. The model is now speaking to a number of outlets about the decision to do so. To do so. Excuse me. Those text messages somehow made their way into TMZ's hands. The outlet published them, which revealed multiple inconsistencies in Argento's story. Rain Dove doesn't know who leaked the messages to media outlets, but when the model in McGowan told Argento that the police would see the text, Argento called Rain Dove a monster, according to CNN, to which Rain Dove further stated, I do not want to be complicit in something that could be a crime. The model also spoke at length with Fox News uh, with Rain Dove saying that Argento first insisted that she was innocent. And the model wanted to help Argento clear her name, but then the story began to change, and Rain Dove realized something was seriously amiss with Argento's account. Rain Dove elaborated more to Fox News uh, about Argento's monster accusation. And Argento hasn't spoken publicly uh publicly on the accusations for over a week, which is uh when she denied the sexual assault accusation uh while claiming that Anthony Bourdain paid Bennett the $380,000 settlement for publicity-related uh, reasons. And there is still no word on who leaked the legal documents of the settlement to the New York Times. And in addition, Rain Dove told Today that there was no choice but for those text messages to go to police. And I got to agree with Rain Dove on this one. That, that This is a very serious issue. Uh, it, it absolutely is. And knowing how messed up that our legal system could be knowing, how quickly things can take a turn. Uh, handing over evidence is the best thing you can do. If you have something in your hands that could be used against you, you best turn it in and do do whatever you can to prove yourself innocent. And yes, uh, the, I am sidetracking for a reason. This is to let you guys know that, that like, look, if somebody does something similar, like some chicks uh, sends you nudes or you hook up with someone, all right, I want you to Capture all the evidence needed to defend yourself. Okay, if you say, hey, maybe she could use it. Like if you're going out with a chick, you're dating a chick or whatever, you know. <clears throat> and, and and then you receive nudes or something like that. And you go, hey, hey, I got nudes. And then you go, hey, could, could this be used against me in the future? You wonder, could this be used against me? If the answer is yes or if you think it's possible. I want you to get all the evidence needed to prove yourself innocent. And if you're not really innocent, that's your problem. OK, MGTOW does not endorse you to do wrong things. We don't endorse you to uh, do anything like raping, sexual assault or harassment. We do not encourage those type of things. However, if you are in a situation where you've done everything correctly, you've done everything right, you've done anything, everything in uh, your moral standards, if you will, uh, and you still put, you still find yourself like, hey, this could end up bad. You know, this could end up badly if it takes the wrong turn. So I you know, that's when you want to get your evidence ready, you know. Just a tip, though, okay? And you can, you can take the risk, you know. You can take the risk. Not my problem. I'm just trying to sell. i just trying to help you guys. All right, that's the only reason I'm doing this YouTube channel. Uh, the only reason I'm doing this show. The only reason I'm taking out hours, uh, each day, each, uh, each week, just to run the show, just to run the channel, uh. I mean, I'm doing this just to help you guys. Okay? I'm, I have not made a single penny from all the work that I've made. I'm simply here to help you guys and guide you with some advice. And same thing, I, you know, I, I get, I get guidance from you guys all the time. You know, I get, you know, sometimes the greatest rep pills that I have ever learned or read are in the comments of my very own videos. Okay? They're not from me, they're from other people. You know, that's why I once again said, uh, like I always say that your comments and your interaction is very important. So, uh, let's wrap up this article. But anyways, uh, the model further stated, I'm not anti-Asia or anti-anything. I just believe Jimmy Bennett deserves to have justice, and I believe that d process deserves to have it. Rain has also released a longer statement on Twitter, which you can read below. Mm, that is too long, but of course, uh, I'm not gonna worry about that because you guys, uh, y- y- you guys can read that. Okay, I don't wanna waste too much time because there is an upload limit. Uh, with my show, and I don't want to pass that upload limit, but guys, uh, please do share your thoughts on these Asia Argento stories in the uh, comments below, if you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're listening to this as a podcast on many of my other platforms, drop me an email at MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com, and I will, of course, as always, respond to your uh, thoughts, and uh, we're probably going to, I'm not sure how many more uh, articles I'm going to do, probably we're just going to do one more, and that should wrap it up for the show. So let's move on to the last and most likely the final part of the show. Uh, yeah, okay, so before we move on to that final part of the show, we're gonna be doing two articles, not one. Okay, I made a miscalculation, so I apologize, but I doubt you guys care. So, mm, 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 mm. Let's go on to this article right here. It's from CommentaryMagazine.com. And uh, this isn't surprising, but uh, now it's this type of stuff is starting to leak its way into online media sources. And yeah, you know, it's going to happen. So uh, this one is titled, No Children of Men, An Almost Biblical Curse. Modern Western man is dying. I mean that quite literally. Total sperm count among Western men declined nearly 60% from 1973 to 2011. That's according to the first ever comprehensive meta-analysis of 7,500 studies by researchers at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The analysis was published last summer, but uh, it seems to have mostly eluded media attention until this year. The most alarming finding? "...when we restricted the analysis to studies after 1995, we found no sign that the decline is leveling off," said the Hebrew University's Dr. Higay Levine, one of the lead researchers. In other words, the, the decline continues. The implications for the species and modern Western societies uh, especially are existential. As a GQSA put it, the human race is apparently on a treadline towards uh becoming unable to reproduce itself. Lest you think that a magazine scribes hyperbole, here is Shana Swan, another one of the paper's lead scientists, you can ask, what does it take? When is a species in danger? When is a species threatened? And we are definitely on that path. Absent a dramatic reversal, that path might one day lead us to the opening scene of Children of Men, the two thousand six movie based on P.D. James' dystopian novel in which a distraught crowd in a coffee shop watches news coverage of the death of the youngest person on Earth, age 18. With global fertility at zero in the movie, that untimely death brings mankind one grim step closer to total extinction. Then a seemingly miraculous pregnancy does take place in a fall's Uh, To our protagonist, Theo Clive Owen at his scraggly, depressive best to escort the expectant mother through a post-apocalyptic Britain to a safe place where she might give birth and renew the face of the Earth. To be sure, men and women are still having babies in the real world, though fertility rates among Western nations are well below replacement. Lower fertility means fewer young workers, which in turn causes all sorts of social problems, slow growth, welfare competition, unmet pension obligations, loneliness, and depression. The human race may not go extinct for a long time, but the immediate effects are bad enough that we should make rectifying the male seed deficit uh, an immediate priority. So, I want to weigh in here. Uh, If if you want to make uh, rectifying the male seed, as you, as you say, an immediate priority. How about you make, uh, society, uh, bearable for, for men, okay? Uh, we're at a point right now, uh, where the best option is to live by yourself. You're always taught, you're, either it's subconsciously, or you're always straight out taught, you're always getting this idea that you are meant to to procreate and have a family and this and that. And I'm not trying to say, uh, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I was like, yeah, you got to procreate. You know, I don't, I don't have a tinfoil hat on. I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but uh, we're always led our whole lives to thinking that marriage and starting a family is the must. Uh, yet then we, when we step into the actual uh, dating scene, when we step into the relationship scene, uh, it turns out to be something that we didn't even expect. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so, uh I mean, I mean I'm not just making this stuff up you know you can check the uh declining marriage rate uh you can check the ever so increasing divorce rates uh you can check uh you can check with the uh what's called the herbivore men in Japan uh you can check with Mick you know me uh you can check with a bunch of guys um you know uh, and and people are holding off on a lot of things holding off on uh starting a family holding off on having children uh and there's a bunch of stuff in there and no okay i i i'm i'm, I'm not totally ignorant like i'm aware that it's not just uh you know gender dynamics or whatever you want to call it that's the reason why people are holding off uh from having a family i'm aware that there are economical problems i'm aware that there's uh, that people want to focus on different things in life. I'm aware of that. Okay, I'm aware of that. But I'm just trying to say, if you want to make conditions more favorable towards guys, uh, the least you could do is at least make uh family courts fair and not biased, uh, make the legal system not biased against them. But of course, you know, that's really not going to happen, is it? You know, it hasn't happened in the past couple of decades in it. I highly doubt it will happen in the future. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Uh, but again, that may change, you know, that that's just my current views on that. And like I said, it may change, but uh, let's get back to uh, reading this article. So uh, sorry for backtracking or sidetracking guys. But uh, anyways, they're talking about uh, rectifying the male sea, as they call it. So <clears throat> uh, and, and then they say that's where things get complicated because scientists can't seem to reach any sort of agreement about what's causing men to produce fewer little swimmers. Is it environmental degradation? Is it the chemicals and plastics that saturate modern life? Is it stress, smoking, diet and nutrition, all of the above? No one can say for certain. Another point for ver... Uh, how, do you, oh God, how do you say that? Versimilitude. That's how you say it. Another point for versimilitude for children of men. In the movie, it is never quite made clear what is behind the global fertility crisis. It's just there almost like well, a biblical curse. The West's reigning scientism would never permit us to look beyond science for an answer. Scientism, as opposed to science properly understood, says that scientific knowledge is the only kind worthy of the name. It seeks to supplant and indeed vanquish other claimants to be true, especially revealed in religion uh, with its injunctions to uh, cleave to have a wife and be... Uh, fruitful and multiply rather than play uh, video games and cart- cavort with sex bots. Hmm, I wonder who that's aimed at. Video games and sex bots. Hmm, thinking emoji, you know what I mean? Uh but uh, you know, there's probably a reason uh why some guys are uh playing video games and we, we're turning to sex spots. You know, there may be a reason for that. Maybe it's just me I don't know. But I'm just saying maybe there's a reason as to why we're Uh, choosing plastic life-size Barbie dolls over modern women. Okay, maybe there's a reason behind it. Sir, there may, that, there may be some guys who legitimately have no social skills and all that type of stuff whatsoever. Uh, but still, you know, not just because you have a sex spot doesn't mean that you're, uh, some incel freak, you know, who can't talk to women. You know, there's a reason that that type of stuff's happening. I, I just heard that there's like this, uh, brothel. Like a, you know what a brothel is? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it clearly. It's spelled B-R-O-T-H-E-L, a brothel. Uh, there's like a sex doll brothel and it's opening up in Toronto, I, I heard. Maybe it's another city. I'm pretty sure it's Toronto, alright. Uh, so the sex doll industry is really taking off, I guess. Uh, but whatever. The persistent mystery of the missing sperm is another reminder that the scientific contraceptive society may not be as durable as its sunniest boosters imagine it to be. Uh, was, it, was, it, was, it? Oh, it was just a small correction. Uh, nothing too important down there. Uh, whatever. So, that, that was it that was pretty interesting. Sperms on the decline. Alright. Uh, what was it? 60%? Yep. Sperm count among Western men declinarily 60%. How about that? So, I guess that would kinda, uh, merge in with the health portion of, uh, of the segment, of, of the episode. I try to fit some health stuff in there as well. Uh, cause as you all know, I care about your well-being. You know, I care about that too. Uh, so I guess it's sort of counts. but guys, do what you can to watch your, like, testosterone. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna start, uh, putting out some content, uh, soon to help you guys, uh, maintain your well-being. I'm gonna start, like, a series soon. Maybe it'll be called some, like, MGTOW Life or MGTOW Whatever. I'm not sure. It'll be something along the, the, the lines of that. And I'll cover stuff that's, uh, basically gonna help you improve yourself. So I'll do that, uh, a bit later. I got some other projects I wanna work on first. But anyways, Let's move on to the last and final uh, article tonight. Alright, so... Well, it, it's tonight for me. It's eight 8.40 when I'm recording this. Uh, sorry, I, I forget that this isn't like a live uh, live stream or whatever. I, I forget sometimes, so whatever. This last article, it's from Deadline.com. Alright. <clears throat> okay, so... We are once again going back to Asia Argento. Alright, so... What are you doing now, Miss Argento? Let's see what you're doing now. Asia Argento claims Jimmy Bennett sexually attacked her. And now she's launching phase two of the hashtag Me Too Movement. That's right, guys. That's right. that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. Phase two of the Me Too movement is and you and you thought it was over, ha. Huh? Silly you. You thought the Me Too movement would end. Ha <laughs> ha. No it's not. Alright. <clears throat> In a statement from her lawyer, Mark J. Heller, Asia Argento disputing sexual assault claims from Jimmy Bennett, and in a turn of events, Argento says that Bennett attacked her and that she is launching phase two of the hashtag MeToo movement. The lengthy statement dubs Argento a pioneer of phase one of the hashtag MeToo movement, a movement started in 2006 by Tarana Burke for abused women who did not have the resources to get help, and this was long before Hollywood was involved and Nonetheless, Argento stood up against Harvey Weinstein, who she claims raped her. She was one of the many Hollywood figures that came forward during Hollywood's initial involvement of the hashtag MeToo movement. On August 20th, the New York Times published an article where actor Jimmy Bennett accused Argento of sexual assault. Argento claims that she never had a sexual relationship with Bennett, uh, but had a long-distance friendship with him. However, text messages She stated, The horny kid jumped in me. He jumped me. I had sex with him. It felt weird. She went on to say she became frozen when he was on top of her and that she was his sexual fantasy since he was 12. Uh, do I believe that? I'm not sure. Going on, going on. Argento then says that she chose not to prosecute Bennett for sexually attacking her. Argento also disputes the $380,000 settlement... Argento paid Bennett in an attempt to preclude Bennett from making any allegations against Asia. According to the statement, the payment agreement did not preclude uh, Bennett from making any statements about the event or preclude him from filing a criminal complaint against Asia. Okay, hold on a second. $380,000, that's, uh, that's a lot of money. Lots and lots and lots and lots of money. You know, you could go to college, and you know, you know how expensive college is. You can go to college and still have leftover money to buy a small house or something like that. And you know, that that that's a lot of money. Uh, so if I, this seems it seems a bit difficult for me to interpret or understand. So let me get this straight. According to Asia, she was raped by Bennett, and as a result, she paid him. because she was raped by him, and this was to prevent any false allegations, yet, according to that statement, the payment agreement did not stop Bennett, it did not preclude Bennett from making any statements about the event, or stop him from filing a criminal complaint against Asia, uh... I may, I'm not, I'm not an Einstein, I'm not Albert Einstein, I'm not some smart dude or anything, insert smart person in here, I'm not an Albert Einstein by any means, but, uh, this doesn't really add up it, like, it doesn't, you know, make sense, <laughs> I know, I know, common sense is a rarity in modern society, I understand, but, pff, come on, guys, I, I, really, how stupid can you be to believe that stuff, okay, you, I mean, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I got raped by a man. I might as well pay him some hush money. You know, pay him some hush money because he raped me. Yeah, so stupid. I'm sorry. It feels sometimes, in my opinion, it sounds childish to use the word stupid, but it honestly is. The statement also suggests that Bennett intruded on the relationship between Argento and Anthony Bourdain. Believing that Bourdain was wealthy, Bennett demanded a financial payment so he wouldn't embarrass Argento. As a result, Bourdain chose to protect Argento and his reputation and to pay Bennett and allowed Bennett to extract payments from him. On top of the disputes, Argento is apparently lodging Phase 2 of the hashtag MeToo movement as if it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. According to Argento, she believes Phase 2 is where everyone should come forward, tell their story regardless of their past. In argento's circumstances, it constitutes a misunderstanding of interaction between her and Bennett that was initiated by Bennett, perpetrated upon her, and resulted in her freezing and being placed in a state of shock. And you can read the full statement below, but I'm not going to read that full statement because it's way too long and I'm way too tired. Uh, so, but, but but of course, I will be linking uh, this article uh, in the uh, episode information box or whatever it is so you guys can check it out for those of you listening to this as a podcast on different platforms and for you for those of you guys on youtube it will be in the description so have no worries you can read it yourself but i'm not going to uh because i'm here to talk and explain events not read things so i want to i want to go back to the bottom the, the last part last part so according let me, let me read this and, and think close your eyes or whatever and if you're okay if you're driving your car please don't close your eyes but you get the point focus on what i'm saying okay focus on what i'm saying according to argento she believes phase two is where everyone should come forward, tell their story, regardless of their past, regardless of their past. So a rapist can come out and say, oh, guys, I was sexually assaulted. But, you know, this is phase two of the hashtag me to movement. So, of course, uh, my past doesn't matter uh, in, in this case, you know, it doesn't matter right now uh you know my past doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter that does i mean i don't know about you guys but this just seems a bit fishy especially when she is claiming to be a victim of rape and now she's saying that uh the the people who that, that the people who are coming out shouldn't be worried about their past uh but again she's a victim so why would she need to worry about that but again I don't know, you know, I'm 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 just some random dude on the internet. What do, what what do I know, you know? But doesn't that seem a bit fishy to you guys? I mean let's I need to put my do I have it? Do I, have it? I don't have sorry guys. I was trying to find my tinfoil conspiracy theory hat, but I can't find it. Must have gone thrown away, but whatever. Or I ate it for lunch, I don't know. But uh hold on, let's let let's do some thinking here. Let's do some cognitive thinking, whatever it's called. So she is apparently a victim of rape. And now this victim of rape is saying that we should have people, uh, come forward regardless of their past. Like does that, does that make any sense to you guys whatsoever? Like I said, I am no Albert Einstein or whatever it is, but that just does not make any sense to me. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, th- okay. I'm, I'm looking at the comments. I'm going to read this comment really quickly. This comment was made at the bottom uh, it was made by, hold on a second, this thing keeps on moving, the pace keeps on moving, okay, so this was made by DL, alright, and then, uh, it said, she's, she said we're entering phase two, where victims that may have been perpetrators in the past should also come forward, but then she denies being a perpetrator, so why need phase two, exactly, that's what I was just saying, it does not make any sense, so guys, I know it does not make any sense. So this whole Asia Argento thing has been a huge fiasco. It's been a huge mess that's been unfolding throughout the week. So please, share your thoughts with me in the comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please email me your thoughts. Uh, send all your emails and all your thoughts to me at mctowacademy.media at gmail.com. All right, guys. So that will conclude today's episode. So... If you've made it this far without stopping or anything, I'd like to thank you for listening so far. This is the longest, not, non-live, uh, episode. Okay, my longest live show was like maybe about six hours long, but this is the longest, uh, pre-recorded show that I've ever made to record. So anyways, uh, once again, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, be sure to share your thoughts with me in the comment section, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast on the various platforms that the MGTOW Academy shows on, like iTunes or the uh, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and so on and so forth, um, email your thoughts to me uh, at MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com. And as always, I will reply to you. Uh, my email address, the one I just gave to you, is one of the two ways that you can get in contact with me. The second way you can get in contact with me is via Twitter. So follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at all caps. MGTOW followed by Academy. The first day in Academy is capitalized. And uh, so far, that's all i like to say. Once again, guys, thank you so much for the continued support. I just checked up on my analytics for, uh, I think it was season two, episode four on toxic femininity. How do you say it? toxic femininity? That's a, that's a tongue twister. Toxic Femininity. I think it has like 1,500 listens. Guys, I'm getting excited right now. That is such a big milestone for the show. I've never had an episode uh, pass over 1,000 listens. And now we are here we are at 1,500 listens per episode. We're averaging at about uh, 500 listens per episode. That is extremely great news. That's extremely great news. The show is growing. So if you are an active listener, uh, if you've been listening to all these episodes uh, nonstop, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you for the continued support. My Patreon will be also uh, in the description uh, or episode information section so you guys can consider supporting the show if you, uh, like the content that I'm putting out. So, that's all I have to say for now, and until I see you guys next time, remember, that it's a very dangerous world out there, so be sure to keep taking your daily doses of rep pills and to stay safe. Everybody, this is MGTOW Academy, signing off. Dezen behind the death. After the the the